0: You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with hosts Chris Horwadale and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Each week, Chris and Mario welcome current NFL stars and discuss the biggest news
1: from around the football world.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. I'm Chris Horwadale joined by Mario Hines. Mario, how's it going? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Going good, man, making sure that we are right on point, I see
0: Yeah, I nailed that this week I uh, I got the name of our show correct And I feel good about that, it's a good start
1: Yeah, good sign, good omen
0: <laughs> Well, let me tell you what. what is not a good omen That uh, I would say the NFL seasons have not gone to plan For our uh, respective organizations at this point My Eagles look terrible, your Lions don't look too much better how you feeling about the Lions through two? Oh man,
1: I think uh, this is a now a year where we are setting up for the next version of whatever mm-hmm. we're going to be. Uh, the The ship has sailed on hope. The ship has sailed on any type of <laughs> understanding what you know this regime is, is is doing. Now it's really getting out alive and and not looking like the worst franchise. That's playing on Sundays, and that's really... We've been through this one time, so it's a familiar feeling. I mean, it just really just makes the Caldwell firing look really foolish.
0: Well, I had... Oh, absolutely. I had an episode title in mind, but our episode title is now officially The Ship Has Sailed on Hope.
1: <laughs> it has a ring to
0: it. I think, I think you nailed that. Yeah, I, it's funny what you're saying about the Lions rings so true to me as a, as an Eagles fan, because... You know, looking at the cap numbers for next year, Philadelphia is something like sixty-four million over the projected cap, the second worst situation of anyone in the NFL, only to the New Orleans Saints, who man, the Saints are in bad shape. I believe yeah. they're they're seventy-five over, something like that. I'm I'm pulling up the the numbers as we speak, but you know, it's it's inevitable that there are gonna have to be very difficult decisions made And uh, that's certainly going to be true in Philadelphia as well. Yeah, here you go. Uh, As of right now, the Saints are 79.1 million over the cap for next year. The Eagles 64.8. Nobody else more than 24, by the way. So it's not like, oh, the cap's dropping, everyone's screwed. No, no. Now, some teams are actually in really good shape. Teams like the Colts are seventy-seven point seven million dollars under the cap right now. Though they're gonna to have to resign some people, but still, the Jets seventy-two million, the Patriots seventy million, and I'm not a thousand percent sure if this factors in cap rollovers or not. So these numbers could be slightly better than that. Your Lions seventeen million. That's a respectable number under the the you know I guess the cap floor of what could be the hundred and seventy-six million dollar cap next year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this Philadelphia team. Over the cap is, is a great website for stuff like this. They're not sponsoring us or anything like that, but this is, this is the website I go to when I'm looking for NFL cap stuff. And I was playing around uh, with their calculator to try and figure out how to get the Eagles under the cap, and it's frightening is a, is a way I, to put oh, it. Man. You go to You go to that 2021 team and, you know, Fletcher – Traded that takes hmm. you from well uh, so the those numbers I di- those numbers I listed do count the cap rollovers right now F- this this officially lists the Eagles as seventy seven million over to the cap but with the Fletcher Cox trade eighty four originally but that uh, that is minus the nineteen for the cap rollover so just for our purposes here we'll call them we'll call them sixty four million over the cap trading Fletcher takes them to fifty seven million. Uh, you know trading Alshon takes them to uh, 49 million trading where are these other guys Deshaun is in this group I've been playing around with this this trading Deshaun takes them to 45 million and trading Zach Ertz takes them to 59 million like this is a horrible situation they find themselves in and these are going to have to be trades because it's slightly more cap friendly to trade these guys than it is to just cut them out right with all of the dead money and cap escalators this is a nightmare man i i don't know how this is going to play out yeah one
1: confronting it in this way it's almost so horrific that it's comical. Mm-hmm. You know, the the new genre of, of scary is, you know, <laughs> and how to get out. How do you get out? You begin the idea that you're starting from scratch. I mean, you're going to see a team that you have never seen before. Yeah. So there's really not about how do you get out of it. It's really about bracing yourself for the fall, you know, prepare for the impact and survive it. And see what happens. I mean, you know, there's those you know one-off miracles where maybe a fr- you know the whole the whole league colludes to to allow you some type of, of escape. But I don't see that happening no. for either one of our teams. So,
0: well, you're in a better situation than we are for a lot of reasons. Uh, with us, just to to finish up this horrible Eagles situation, you know, got trading or cutting guys who have big contracts on the team like Carson Wentz, Brandon Graham, Malik Jackson. Lane Johnson uh, and a hand Darius Slay Javon Hargrave do nothing because of how new those contracts are. So they all have to be in that restructure category rather than the cut or trade category. And guys have to be willing to do that. And it's going to be a nightmare. You, you know, the the elephant in the room here is uh, is the quarterback, Matt Stafford. And you know, Stafford will be what his thirty age thirty three season next year, after this season he's only locked up for two more. So this is you know if if you cut him, you go from nineteen million to nineteen million to about thirty nine million. If hmm. you and if you trade him, it's basically exactly the same uh, given his. His uh, contract situation. So, okay, you can get to forty million really easy just by moving on from Matt Stafford, and it feels like that's kind of the direction they're trending at this point.
1: Yeah, and not any, for any reason that it's overwhelmingly Matt Stafford's fault. I think you know, we're still seeing the glimpses of why is this happening with Matt. Uh, you know, both weeks are just things that you're just seeing and, and wondering. Mm. But overall, I'm not even really sure if you know lately uh, even even after the the injury last year when Matt was looking great uh, prior that the team came out to to fully support this is who they're they're going to move forward with and again this whole this whole production could be <laughs> be led by a different conductor yeah. at any point oh yeah but it, literally it just, any point at this at point. any point yeah so it, it's it's one of those things where yes someone else may love him but then you start to consider all the other things you're talking about—the money, the age—and you're like, you know what, time to time to, to to cut my losses and and look at who's the next up and coming quarterback. And I pray one thing—I'm going to put this in the air, almost in hopes to yeah. jinx it. Um, I really
0: hope that we don't um, get Gardner Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> Gardner Minshew is a superstar quarterback in the National Football League. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna be changing your tune. Uh, when Gardner Minshew and his uh, Jacksonville Jaguars jumped to four and one against your Detroit Lions in a couple of weeks, <laughs>
1: I mean now it's hard to argue that that might be the case or might not be the case. Excuse me, um, because you know although they lost, he
0: he was not the reason. No, by by no means. Like that <laughs> guy just continues to find a way to keep his team in games they shouldn't be in. Look, the the Titans went to the AFC Championship game last... Well, I guess the game before the AFC... No, the AFC... Did they go to the AFC Championship game? They played two or three. Regardless, they won at least... They won a couple of playoff games. Mm -hmm. And the Jaguars lost to them by three points. The Jaguars literally traded anyone who they thought they could get any value for whatsoever. And they lose to this team by three points... You know, Minshew, 30-45, 339, three touchdowns. Does throw two picks. You don't want to do that. But a lot of that is due to the fact that they were down significantly early. Uh, so yeah. they had to throw the football a lot. James Robinson looked good. The the, the young running back, 16 for 102. DJ Chark, 4 for 84. Keenan Cole playing like a decent wide receiver, I suppose, is one way to put <laughs> it. Uh, 6 for 58 and a score. You get another three catches out of LaVisca Chenault. This team just looks good. And I'll tell you what what is is concerning for me if I'm a I'm a Titans fan. Good old Dehen got another 25 carries and only ended up with 84 yards and that isn't even brought down by that like cheap 1-yard touchdown anywhere. Didn't score. <laughs> just his longest rush was 14 yards. He is a oh man. He he looks tired right now. And we caught this thing. Oh yeah.
1: And I, to my surprise, I didn't expect it week two. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to see it rear its head this early. But dare we be surprised? No way. I mean, this is the very thing that sounds cliche when you say it, and maybe sounds like you're 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 being a Debbie Downer. But no, this is what happens in the league when you run like he runs, and and that now you know it's <laughs> you know the money's in his pocket again. We'll always reference that, but the production now long gone it looks like
0: well I'd like to see how much of that money was guaranteed but yeah he oh my God so 56 carries for 200 yards and a 3.6 yards per carry average through uh, through two games no touchdowns along so was that 14 yard scamper this week he is on pace and remember this is a guy who over the last couple of seasons he had 303 carries last year plus I said I think we said another like 60 or something in the playoffs. Right. Uh, 215 the year before that, Derrick Henry is on pace for 448 carries this season. (laughs) Just laughable. That doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen ever. I don't think anyone's ever carried the ball 448 (laughs) times in a season. And he's on pace for 1,600 yards rushing. It's not even like, oh, man, they're they're, they're feeding Henry the ball because he's hot early. He's on pace for something crazy like 448 and 3,300 yards. No, he's on pace to just eclipse 1,500 yards. And you know
1: what makes it even worse is that I I can almost bet the farm that the win is they're contributing and attributing the consistency to the run game as to why they're, they won that ball game <laughs> this past week. So I don't even see it stopping. I don't well, see it stopping.
0: Only five times in NFL history has somebody carried the ball 400 times. 448 would be 32 more than the record Larry Johnson set in 2006 with the Kansas City Chiefs when he had 416 yards rushing. And let's not forget, LJ fell off a cliff 2006 he goes 16 games 416 carries after a 336 carry season the year before uh 17 touchdowns and look lj was he was magic 2005 2006 he went 1750 yards 20 touchdowns 1789 yards 17 touchdowns 5.2 a carry 4.3 a carry then he comes back that 2007 season after the 416 carries in 2006 and he misses eight games first of all, and he averages three point five a carry. Only twice over the rest of his career would he average over four yards a carry, and the rest of his career was only five seasons. When you I,
1: the 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 years were so magical, I did hadn't realized looking back how quickly how much of a blink, you know, his dominance was, and it has everything to do with. Uh, ground and pound has everything to do with with not not being able to stay uh in 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 shape and keep up with the the pounding it's it's not a a mystery it doesn't happen out of nowhere it's not sustainable
0: and you know good luck to the titans who don't seem to be learning this lesson well and the crazy thing too and these are you know this is like christian mccaffrey on steroids kind of numbers here in terms of total touches but that 2016 season where he had 416 carries he also had 41 catches. So five, yeah, he was catching the ball, yeah. 557 regular season touchdowns. I'm looking to see if they made the playoffs in 2006. They did. He had another third very very inefficient 13 for 32 and uh and five catches for 29, so only 61 yards in the in the playoff loss, but Yeah, no, he he absolutely positively fell off a cliff. You were talking about 3,500 yards rushing total between 2005-2006, and then he never breaks 875 again in a season. Most of them are like 559, 581, 204, 2-2. Two, two, his final two years, he had two yards rushing each season.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just
0: not something you can maintain. I don't. Why did they not do this to Derrick Henry last year? And I'm not condoning it in any scenario, I guess. But <laughs> why didn't they do it last year when he was in the last year of his contract? They've got this guy on a big money deal for a while now. This is why I think there's no, you know,
1: there's no depth into what they're doing. It's really just what they look like or what it appears to be riding the hot hand and it's really am- being mesmerized by what happened the final half of, of last season more mm-hmm. so uh, and more specifically what happened in the playoffs and that's what makes it so amazing is that there hasn't doesn't seem to be a, a, a in-depth look at what has happened or what you're doing or what the scenario is currently right. and how it works with with making sure that your investment stays on the field.
0: And for these people who are saying, "Oh, but Chris, the Titans are 2 and 0. So clearly the plan is working." Yeah, congratulations. Like they beat the Jaguars by 3 points and the Broncos by 2. Congrats. That's a legit 2 and 0 if ever I've seen them. Like ridiculous. Just just utterly ridiculous. This team, this team much like the team they're playing this weekend, the Minnesota Vikings, I I feel like you could very easily have the Titans at 0-2 and think, oh, yeah, no, that that makes sense, just like the Vikings are 0-2 right now with an absolutely anemic passing offense. Last week, Stephon Diggs has more yards receiving for the Bills than the entire Vikings team did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> perfectly stated. I could I could take a quick nap, wake up in a daze and not really know what the uh, results of the first two weeks of the NFL schedule I've been. And if you said, Oh, and two Titans, I'd be like, yep. Uh, that makes that, that that's on par. Right. So this is not a world beating team. Um, there's not something going on that forces your hand to continue um, or else, you know, fall off a cliff and not able to get your wins. No, you're, you are <laughs> looking like a middle of the pack, you know, the bottom of the middle of a pack team. And now I think, the recipe is you will con- you you will crash and burn because um, not only will you not have your guy, but if he does somehow maintain make it through the year, that the
0: production will will not get you any Ws. Well the production's not even there now. So right. I'm not worried about the production moving forward. It's just it's not there now. And this is with theoretically a passing offense that should be opening up room for him. Corey Davis is emerging to a degree. You know, AJ Brown's been banged up, but that's another weapon at wide receiver. Johnny Smith, not a bad tight end. I think the issue is you're like the two big contracts they gave out this offseason were that Ryan Tannehill deal, which crazy. And the Derrick Henry deal, which, like, I guess I get from a nostalgia perspective, but not from a not from what are you going to do for us in the future perspective. This is where teams fall into trouble. And I think historically the Eagles have done a fairly good job of this, though not so much of late, in knowing when to cut ties with the veteran rather than paying for exceptional future progress uh, production from what they've done over the past. When guys are clearly declining, you know, unfortunately, we're seeing that to a degree with Fletcher Cox, and he's going to have to be moved, and it breaks my heart to say 91 is going to be playing for somebody else. But, like, this is this is what you have to do. Like, I, And I know it's got to be more difficult, because if you're in that situation, like, these are human beings who you have ties to and who have done well for your organization, but you just need to know when to pull the trigger.
1: Yes, yeah, and now's the time.
0: And now is the time. Now is also the time for a break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Chris here and as you know the wait is over, football is back, we are in the thick of it. And while you might not be going to the game this year, you can still be in on all of the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can also get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures right now. Head over to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. What a fun weekend this is going to be in the NFL. We've got Rams versus Bills on Sunday. That's going to be fun. We've got the Raiders at the Patriots on Sunday. And oh yeah, maybe an early candidate for game of the year in the Chiefs-Ravens game on Monday night. Night Football. I know I'm excited. To get in on all that action and oh so much more, visit our good friends and the exclusive partner at Podcast One, BetOnline, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Love saying that. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use the promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Alright, Mario, we're back. Let's... Talk about what was one of the craziest week twos, or really weeks in history uh, that uh, that I can remember in terms of catastrophic injuries to superstar NFL players. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple of names out there, and uh, you know, tell me what it means for the team, and you know, what you think happens for those guys moving forward. I think. There's really a 1A and and a 1B in terms of star injuries this week, but let, let's start with the better team. The 49ers lose defensive end Nick Bosa to a torn ACL. As a matter of fact, they also lose Solomon Thomas, another starting defensive lineman, on the very next play to another season-ending injury. They lose Garoppolo, gets knocked out, and he it looks like he is not going to play this week. As, uh, as of today, Nick Mullins is likely to be the starter. Tevin Coleman gets knocked out and Raheem Mostert gets knocked out. Both Coleman and Mostert are in that like two to three week injury range. What does this do for the 49ers? A team that is, by the way, who complained about how bad the turf was in that stadium last week and now has to go back to that stadium to play the other New York team this week.
1: Yeah, first of all, the complaint is legit. Yeah. <laughs> leaving it there. The complaint is legit. But this is the momentum killer that a team like this doesn't need in the scenario that it's in. You know, first of all, not starting the season two and zero, very big deal mm-hmm. in the grand scheme. And now your identity, every ounce of your identity offensively, you know, you've got, um, your, your running back who should st- still be a, a a just above you know st- uh, starter caliber caliber having actually a really good start yeah uh, really really good start to the season surprisingly you've got your your quarterback who you know is is working towards being um, one of those irreplaceable starters out um, as you develop what needs to be a, a consistent pass game. Your tight end, you know, without mention, who who didn't get hurt this week, yeah. you know, but, but worth mentioning is 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 wobbling. So now your your backup quarterback doesn't get any help. Your two defensive linemen that actually start. The pressure start the reason why, you know, anything can happen and why you're always in the game um, and why any drive, any snap really is is can be chaotic in your favor or are now missing. So you are not even the team you, you, you can be. You can't replicate the things that that you're going to lose from these guys. So what you're going to get is a complete halt. Of the Mm -hmm. momentum that you want to create as an nfc favorite hoping to you know repeat uh, as a a super bowl you know nfc team and winning the super bowl obviously has to be the goal inside
0: that locker room and that now you know you're you're regrouping you're regrouping for the second wave yeah you alluded to the kittle injury but you know Debo samuel also banged up (laughs) richard sherman is banged up and has been out Anshu, we had a really, really good episode of The Underdog earlier this week. Uh, first, Anshu and I talked injuries, and then I had the legend himself, Michael Irvin, stopped by, and we had a really good conversation. I'd encourage people to check that, uh, that first episode of The Underdog out this week. Well, both of them, but... Uh, Anshu asked a really interesting question, and that was, of the San Francisco 49ers' top 10 players, how many of them are they going to have access to this week? like mm-hmm. i think the number might be two i think it's fred werner uh fred werner and um and trent williams maybe the, is that Jeez. it and <laughs> <laughs> trent williams is a new yeah a new yeah oh man like, they're in is like, i'm gonna ask a crazy question are the 49 is there for the 49ers season over I didn't want to go that far going into week three, but as crazy as this season already
1: has been, uh, has been and what we're expecting, this could be, you know, not the momentum stopper that makes them not only, you know, not a favorite to, to mm-hmm. go back to the Super Bowl, but it's going to be tough sledding winning winning games and then coming back out of this to to catch fire and, and, and put yourself in a position
0: to make the playoffs or be a contender in the playoffs. So, yeah, it might be season over. Yeah, this is, I mean, that uh, that Super Bowl hangover is is real. There's just no other way about it. The 49ers are the latest team to suffer from that that particular malady. But let's talk about the other major injury of the week. Saquon Barkley goes down, torn ACL, out for the season. We had just such crazy high expectations for Saquon. His 2020 season is going to read two games played, 19 carries, 34 yards.
1: Oh boy, was I wrong! Boy, <laughs> I was think I a lot of people about... were wrong. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and it's one of those things where one, you just root for the guy who works hard. To, is right now is doing and saying yeah. all the right things, um, and it you hate to 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 look at the the play and and try to to say it doesn't look bad, but it didn't really look. It wasn't the worst, you know, knee injury we've seen um, mm-hmm. visually. So you you hope that it wasn't something tragic. But now, you know, what can this team do without this guy? Um, that actually surprised me by uh, running with the Bears uh, after after going down and looking so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, this may be a blessing in disguise um, is what it appeared to be because you have to com- completely reformat the offense um, and not run it through your, your all-world running back, um, which may help. Um, because it wasn't working, and I don't even think the the front the the front five was was ready to to be the the run pass combination where they might just pick up the ball and, and toss it around
0: a little a little more often. Um, well, it may may it's also going to help in terms of like they're not going to win many games this year, so that's a team looking at a very high draft pick next season. <laughs> oh, you're looking that far ahead. I was trying I mean, to they see were, if they, they were can bad it. before the injury, and now you have to think they're going to be pretty terrible.
1: Yeah, they they could find some highlights on how to be better based on you know being in the situations they have to grow into where they were probably going to lean on on the run game before. But yeah, now as far as win loss, they're not going to they're they're going to be as as bad as anyone else now. Um, and probably shoot directly to worst team in the league if, uh, or 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 competing for it. Um, nice. and so yeah, maybe you 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 spend another
0: draft pick on a position that you can wait. <laughs> Another well, round to get I think, uh, I think you mentioned the worst team in the league And somewhere the New York Jets Picked up the phone to make their case
1: <laughs> They look so And this is a different version I think you know. The, you, you speak with the Giants The Jets look you know, Mentally, emotionally Like there's no energy They're just exhausted They yeah. don't want to be there They don't want to wear the uniform Adam
0: Gase syndrome
1: Yeah, and that was my next point It looks like they're coached by Adam Gaze, and Adam Gaze looks like he's doing this on purpose. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> this is uh, this is all just like this giant prank by Adam Gaze to see how bad he can be for how long and still maintain and get a job. job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Je- he's exactly. a modern day Jeff Fisher without the wins,
1: <laughs> without the at least mediocre record. Right.
0: Um, no,
1: yeah, and and I, I hate to say, I mean, Sam Darnold is 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 now a victim of this.
0: I agree completely.
1: He's not as bad as he's good. not even bad. Right, as the entire thing looks, and now here we are, <laughs> front and center. He may be getting replaced.
0: Well, that's that's the thing, because I would say smart money is on the Jets having the worst record in the league this year. There's going to be a couple of teams that contend with them. But look, the Jets were outplayed by effectively the 49ers' second team pretty heavily last week. I just I don't see where their <laughs> wins are coming from. And if you're sitting at number one, you have no option but to pick Trevor Lawrence. So, Brad, Bradford, that, i don't want to put that Juju on uh, Sam Darnold. Ooh. Sam Darnold is like—he's going to get traded. And like this is—I'm now—I'm now officially amending my prediction because it's so clear to me that Sam Darnold's the next quarterback for the Patriots, and he's just going to be outstanding for Belichick for a decade. Because I genuinely think. Darnold is a good quarterback who has been given a shit offensive line, a running back who got paid, got fat and didn't care and zero weapons at wide receiver.
1: Yeah. That's actually the formula for um, destruction. And he still found ways to to be show flashes. And this is the thing that I thought he'd overcome mainly because I thought some of the receivers they put around him would step up But then, you know, everyone ended up being just a, a head case. So, uh, including Le'Veon, um, which I'm really sad about. But this Sam Darnold situation does make sense that he's going to be Belichick's next prodigy. I'm sure there's a bunch of you know, legal
0: tampering already going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that team was horrendous last year and on oh, paper— and Darnold led them to a winning record. He had more touchdowns than interceptions. Like, the completion percentage isn't exactly what you want it to be, but he was playing behind, like, a very good Pop Warner offensive line and not much better <laughs> than that. So, like, I'm I'm growing higher and higher on Darnold every week. I also respect the hell out of how he handles himself. Exactly. I, I think this guy handles himself like a pro. Uh, I would, uh, you know. I would buy stock in Sam Darnold right now. Absolutely. I think that is – it's a stock you're going to have to hold on to for a while. Maybe you're going to hold on to it for five years or so. But it's going to be – this is a Tesla-type payoff down the road.
1: <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm big on Tesla and have my eyes – sites but yeah no i agree it's it's one of those things where and you look at the, the 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 percentage and and getting the ball out and not taking sacks um when you should be ta- not should be taking could be taking sacks uh behind offensive line not taking those hits means a lot you know mm-hmm. and i think it's actually um a positive in his game where he's 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 putting getting the ball out of his hands and inter- it's not throwing more interceptions and touchdowns so at least uh Getting incompletion. So it's, it's one of those things that may be a little misleading. I am on board with, with Sam Darnold um, being underrated at this point. And maybe we can play a violin or two for him because it's
0: getting sad. Hey, you know, you uh you may have a quarterback spot open next year in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, give me, give me Darnold over Minshew. I'll say it again. Uh, either one, uh, a much better option than the incumbent at the moment. Well, our next injury here is the least surprising injury of anyone who's gotten hurt this year. After a scant 403 touches last season from Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey, he gets hurt. High ankle sprain. Uh, he's been put on the IR. That doesn't mean as much as it has in past years. Obviously, you only have to be on the IR for three, three weeks in this uh, era of coronavirus. But those high ankle sprains are scary. And McCaffrey has that hubris of a 23-year-old, 24-year-old, where he says, oh, I'm, don't, I'll be back before, before you think I'm going to be back High ankle sprains or injuries, you let heal point blank.
1: Yeah, the lingering effect is 100%. Yeah. It will be around even when you feel mentally 100%, let, let alone you know overthinking it and having uh, too high of confidence in returning. And this one was just a ticking time bomb. I tried to push out that clock as much as I could on the touches and the, the pounding. And here it is. Not surprising. Hopefully, you know, he comes back. I don't think it's too big of an impact on the team as they're figuring out things yeah. um, in anyways. That, in so, that competition yeah, cl- with the Jets. <laughs> it might be now, and it's it's pretty sad. I mean, uh, they're just scrambling to, to, to figure out what they're going to be. Um. Not in a sense that there's no pride. I think you can still sense some oh, pride yeah. uh, in the way they play. So that's a good thing. So McCaffrey sitting out for three weeks might be – it just might be time. So I don't think it impacts the team as much as it's – it's please take care of it so you, this doesn't
0: become a thing for 16 weeks, maybe longer. Yeah, for his sake, I would hope that's closer to the, the long end of the three to six that, that's been reported rather than the short end of the three. You know, in the past, we've seen, we've seen Adrian Peters and we've seen Odell get high ankle sprains, come back sooner than they should have, and almost immediately suffer season ending injuries. And that's not what we want for McCaffrey. Exactly. There's there's ways to see where this can go, and smart money says just just
1: relax, man. Like you you're, you're not in the same position you were or thought you were going to be in last year as as team you, the team should have been a contender. So just sit back, and do what's right, help us, some of these young guys develop, you know, and 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 be ready to go when it's time to go. Yeah.
0: Uh, just chillax, dude. You're on the worst <laughs> team in the <laughs> NFC South. There's no rush to get back. <laughs> stings i mean stings. we'll talk about what happened in atlanta last weekend on the next show or the this past weekend on the next show but yeah i think this is definitely the worst team in the nfc south so yeah. take care of yourself mr mccaffrey and uh we'll see you back in about six weeks that is going to be it for this episode of the underdog nfl show for mario hines i'm chris horridale thanks for listening and we'll see you a little later in the week